Welcome to the Manufacturing Masters Podcast with your host, Allison DeFord. By now, you've heard of the Silicon Valley, but have you heard of the Silicon Prairie? Today's guest is one of the quiet but influential leaders in the Silicon Prairie. Our guest today is Gary Bales. He is the president of Aurora Boardworks in Aurora, Nebraska. And this is going to be a raw, off-the-cuff conversation about how do you know when it's time to rebrand and what are some of the hurdles? What are some of the emotions you're going to go through? How do you rally your team and your board? And what are some of the scaries, you know, that that uh, keep you from possibly doing a rebrand? And we're talking renaming and the whole shebang. So a lot of insight, a lot of thought is coming out of today's episode. I know you're going to love it. And I can't wait for you to jump in. So everybody, here we grow. Everybody, <clears throat> today is an exciting day. This is my client, and he's also become a good friend. Gary, I'm so excited that you're here today. I'm excited to be here. Thanks, for <laughs> Allison. Well, you know, I wanted to let everybody know how we met briefly because I want to give a shout out to our MEPs. I think they do very important work, and I don't think that enough <clears throat> manufacturers take advantage of what the MEP has to offer in their state. And so a shout out to Joe Roy and Matt Almond from the Nebraska MEP. They have done numerous webinar series, and I have been fortunate to um, speak on several of those. And Gary happened to be on one of those, um, at one of those webinars online. And that is how we met. And so Gary was looking to, he felt like the company needed a refresh um, from a marketing standpoint and identity and turned to, uh, felt to me and my team. And I want to touch today, not just on the refreshing of the brand, but you decided to do a complete rebrand, name, identity, everything. So how did you know? You guys used to be International Sensor Systems, Inc. So everybody knew you as ISSI for almost 50 years. Yeah. And you came on board as president, and I feel like you have... You're very prolific and you have a lot of uh, foresight and you really led this charge and you convinced your board, it's time, we need to do this. How did you know it was time? What were you feeling? Well, as you said, I came on as president um, a little over three years ago. So if you think back three years, that was August of 2020 <laughs> in the midst yes. of a shutdown of our entire country and world um and so our our sales were in the tank like most everyone else's um so i came on kind of at a very difficult time in the company's history like you said 
we've been around for 50 years. We're celebrating our 50th anniversary this year. At the time, it was 47. Um, and we'd been an international sensor systems kind of going by ISSI for a long time. Um, but we needed sales uh, yep. because things were just so far down. Um, so, you know, I hired a salesman. We started kind of, we, we tr tried a little bit of online marketing and some of those things, um, but started going out to trade shows and sending him at into prospects and what kept coming up over and over and the first question we always had to answer was what kind of sensors do you make <laughs> our name was the international <laughs> sensor systems and we don't make sensors we're a custom circuit board manufacturer um so back 50 years ago when the customer that when the company started we we did a lot of different things with in the thick film hybrid space um that's kind of where the co company was born and we've done a few things over the years i guess somewhat sensor uh, system related but uh, i don't know the whole story behind the name but but uh when people heard the name all they think of are are sensors and anybody in in manufacturing in any way has you know they hear sensors and there are some pretty yes. specific things that their mind <laughs> is going to so we had to overcome that every time we interacted with a customer and, and, uh, you know, this, this company has, has been super solid for a long, long time, but not a whole lot of growth and, and, uh, been kind of very conservative from an investment standpoint. So like I come in kind of as a, you know, I've, I'm a manufacturing engineer by degree. I've been working in manufacturing for my entire career and i kind of have kind of the just con continuous improvement you know coursing through my blood it's kind of who i am so i come in and kind of identify lots of areas where we we need to kind of just update the company and and one of them was was the branding that you know we we started dabbling like i said in in uh social media and stuff but it was very clear that that besides the name, just the logo, the look of everything, our website had been created a few years prior. It was okay, but not great. Um, so there's just a lot of things, but that it, it became very obvious that we needed to for sure refresh the brand. Mm -hmm. But the more we got out in front of prospects, the more it, it made a lot of sense to just totally pick a new name. I mean, besides the fact that we didn't do sensors, you know, even our, our shortened name, ISSI, was kind of hard for people to say. Yep. There were other, there are other ISSI companies in the world. Uh, there are other Who things. knew? One of many. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so it's kind of all those things that, that led me to, to believe that we needed to do something. And then I think, obviously, once I got in touch with you and we, we talked through it, it became very clear that this is the right thing to do. So I want <clears throat> to recap here for anybody listening. Um, I think this is very important because I don't often recommend that a company does a complete rebrand name and everything. It, it's not, you know, super common, but I think in your case, it made a hundred percent sense. And 
So for anybody listening, if you are finding it difficult, you have all these hurdles at the beginning of every single interaction with a prospect, I think that's a huge red flag. And that's what you guys were experiencing. So it made it hard for people to, I feel like, find you, like you, and trust you. So it made it doubly difficult for somebody to want to do business with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. I I mean, it's hard enough to get customers anyway and, yeah. and to, you know, have them give you a few seconds or a few minutes. And when you have to spend most of that time explaining why we don't, we don't actually do what you think we do. <laughs> it was a problem. <laughs> and it makes it, I think 10 times harder for your salesman. And, and I know Tom is a really good salesperson. So that's, it's just, let's remove some obstacles and let's see things for what they are. And I, that's one thing that I love about you <clears throat> is you're very pragmatic, <clears throat> but I think what's very unique about this story and this episode is you are an engineer. Right. I have yet to meet. I think you may be the first. I know there may be others that exist, but you are, I think, a rare gem because oftentimes engineers are not the ones, at least from my experience, who say, hey, <clears throat> let's, I welcome change. Let's jump into some change. You know, let's, let's uh, leap. And I'm just sure the net will appear. I don't find that. And the thing that I think makes you unique is the fact that you have an engineering degree, an engineering mind. You are a lot like Ray Zaganto, my my partner, old podcasting partner in crime, and my dear friend, the unicorn. And the reason that I call him that, I feel like you're in that category as well. You guys have this ability to balance both sides of your brain and you you end up someplace in the middle. And it's really neat to watch and to work with you and to like when we have conversations, it's the analytical side, but it's also the creative side. And you're also very, I want to tell this, is, I want to pay you a compliment. You have been one of the most delightful um, manufacturing clients I've ever worked with. And one of the reasons being is that you just put a hundred percent trust in my vision and in the work that we do and we just we trusted each other and it made it so effortless and fun and it just you know quite honestly it made me want to do just an even better job for you because i admire you and because we just had this great chemistry and i really valued your vision so just not to embarrass you or anything, but I just wanted to throw that out there that it's, um, I think it's important for anybody listening. If you are a manufacturing leader like Gary, you know, and you hire somebody, I encourage you hire somebody that you feel like you trust and then let them do their thing. Like, you know, really, not, I'm not saying give somebody full reign. I don't ever think that's the best idea, but, you know, really listen and really trust and, and follow their lead and you know i feel like when it you know when it feels right 
it feels right, go for it. Absolutely. Well, those are very kind words and I appreciate that, Allison. And it, it's 100% reciprocal. I, I appreciate the relationship that we have and, and the job you've done for us. And, um, yeah, I, I think as a, as an engineer, as a very, like you said, practical engineer, I've been mainly a manufacturing engineer and engineering manager. Uh, so I, you know, I really, I really kind of get the technical part, but, but I also, I think my overall personality tends toward uh, big picture kind of, uh, um, yeah, big picture thinking. And I also, you know, I, I think I've been around enough to know where my core competency competency does not lie. <laughs> and so, uh, we're doing some other projects where my core competency probably is a little bit, uh, more aligned. And so maybe those, but maybe those people wouldn't, uh, say the same, <laughs> they maybe wouldn't agree with me. <laughs> more involved in those areas than I should, <laughs> you know, I, I saw a need, but I certainly have no skill set in marketing whatsoever. So it was very important to me to find someone who I could trust and who I felt was competent. Yep. And so then at that point, I kind of have to give it to you and let you do it. Obviously with, I mean, we had lots of back and forth yep. and input throughout the process. You know, I wasn't going to let you, you know, like totally do whatever you wanted, I suppose, but you, you showed very early on that you were competent, that you, uh, you know, you earned my trust early on and you were coming up with great ideas. So that makes it a lot easier to, um, you know, to let go of the rope a little bit and, and let you run. And I, I appreciate what you did. Well, thank you. And, and just, I want to be clear with everybody listening to that this, <clears throat> this episode is definitely not self-serving in any way. I'm, I'm so I meet so many manufacturers <clears throat> who probably need to at least rebrand, not necessarily rename, but they need to rebrand. And I think sometimes it's hard for people to see it. And it's so much easier when it comes from the client side forward, right? When you're the one that says, we need to do this. And I would hope that um, anybody else that's in marketing and um, that if you feel like the company really doesn't need to do that, be honest with them and say, no, you don't really need to spend that money. You know, let's, I, I, I hope, I know that there are a variety of marketers out there. Some people are just in it for the money, but I think it's important to analyze <clears throat> just because somebody comes to you and says, we need a new website. I think it's always important or we need to rebrand. I think it's important to ask why, why do you want to do this? And so for you guys, it was definitely the confusion. Your, the company had grown and you no longer made the thing that you were named after. So it made a lot of sense. And I wanted to, I know a lot of people listening are, so let's, let's say they're like, yeah, yeah, they're right. I'm feeling more convinced. I've known we needed to do this for a long time. Was it hard for you to get buy-in from your board and from your team? Uh, I, the the team was pretty easy as far as buy-in on 
the need for change, the need for the, for, for, for sure. The rebranding was a no brainer. I think for the board, the no, the rebranding was a no brainer. Um, probably the name change, um, was a little bit longer putt with the board. Um, I mean, I have a really, really supportive board. Um, and, uh, they, in many ways, which I really appreciate probably operate kind of in the same way I do. They, they give me a fair amount of leash and trust me to make good decisions, but big stuff like this, obviously we need to make sure we're on the same page. And so, um, so yeah, it was a little bit longer putt. We, we talked a lot about the, the name change. I mean, ultimately, um, you know, we're a privately held corporation. So we're, we're, we're still technically international sensor systems, which I think right. made them feel better. We didn't go back and change all of our, all yeah. of our corporate docs. We, we, you know, d did a DBA and, and so it's a trade name. Um, you know, you never know what's going to happen as we grow the company. It becomes a big company. Maybe we, we, you know, want to do something different in the future. So I think that was helpful for them to know that we're not just scrapping <laughs> 50 years of history. Um, but we, you know, our, our founder's son is sits on the board. He's super, um, supportive. And, uh, and so it was just, it did take a lot of work that we had to really think through and know we were doing the right thing. Um, and, and so, uh, it, it was, you know, a team effort to really do that. And, and the, my, my team, uh, is, is really, you know, is really supportive. I've got a good mix of people who, I mean, they, they're not afraid to tell me what they think, mm -hmm. um, which yeah. I appreciate. Um, and so, but we, we all kind of worked through the process together. Um, and, and it went pretty, pretty smooth. Well, I want to point something out there too, <clears throat> because I've, I've been in many situations over 30 years. Sometimes there are too many chiefs yeah. around the fire. And I feel like the way that you handled the whole process, um, it was very smooth and I felt like it was very thoughtful. And the thing that I want to point out for someone listening I want to encourage them to go about it the way that you did, where you took the reins and worked with um, with us and made some decisions on your own first, got some buy-in from the team, and then we would go a little further. And then you would get some buy-in, but you led the process. And I think that's very important is you know, um, back in the day when I first started, uh, and I was, let's say I was doing a, doing a logo for a dentist, right. Cause you know, you do everything and anything in the beginning well, and he would go back and say, well, let me, let me show my wife. And he would come back and say, well, she doesn't like blue. And I'd scratch my head and think it doesn't matter what color your wife likes. She's not the customer. So I feel like you were incredibly um, thoughtful, but you definitely showed your leadership. And I really appreciated that because you included your team, 
but you did it at the right times. So did you feel like the process went smoothly in that respect as well? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, I, I, you know, kind of my, my process through the whole thing, obviously we talked about it a fair amount before we decided, Hey, we need to rebrand and I want to engage. But when I decided to do it, um, you know, I engaged with you and we, uh, through that, through the whole process. So, you know, first we knew we were going to do the, the name change. So we selected a name change. You said su- you made several suggestions, presented some things to it after, you know, you came out here and gathered a whole bunch of information, got to know our company, made some great suggestions as far as a name and some potential taglines. Mm-hmm. And so my process here was, Hey, let me start with my sales and marketing group, get their input. Right get some input from other key members of the team. And, um, so that's kind of the way I did it and key board members. Mm-hmm. So the way I would do it, I would just say, Hey, here are your choices. And I'd have them vote and then I would compile it. Uh, and then I would ultimately like, I wasn't just saying, Hey, whoever wins, this is what we're going to do. I would, right. I would vote too, but I ultimately, you know, made the final decision. Um, because I, I knew, and we had some people like, there was always an outlier, you know, that yep. really liked this or really liked that. And oftentimes what personal taste, personal preference comes into a lot of this stuff too. Yep. And so, you know, one person may really like this and another person really like that. So it was important for me though, to get kind of a cross section of board members and leadership and marketing because one, you know, they're normal people. And so yep. if they tend to kind of like something or are really don't like something, it's probably a pretty good chance that our customers are going to have similar reactions. So yeah, it, it went pretty smooth all along the way we did that. We started with the, the name and then once we nailed down the name and the tagline, then you went back and presented some logos and we kind of went through that process again to, for the logo and colors and some of those things. And it went, yeah, it went very smooth. Yeah. I, I was pleased with how it turned out. Well, and again, when it came to the, the naming went very smoothly because we wanted to pay homage to the community where you are. And so we came up with Aurora Boardworks. Boardworks meaning, <clears throat> um, obviously being on the West Coast, I am exposed to a lot of I feel like fun, funky, you know, surf brands, whatever. And I felt like that it was a great play on words with Boardworks. And speaking to the logo part of it, I know you really liked, and so did I, there was a logo that a concept that we submitted and it was a little more kind of vintage um, surfer, if you will, like it, it was really cool. I still love it. Yeah, and I, 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 I think I'm going to make you like a patch and you're going to have a hat, <laughs> something, something so you can have, yeah. right. Yeah. And it'll, it'll be your, your special classic hat. Um, But I, again, I was very impressed with you because I know you loved that one, but right. you went with the cross section. You really, um, and this is important too, for everybody listening, always think about your customer. This is not for you. This is for them. So 
again, kudos to you because you easily could have overridden everybody and said, no, we're going to go with this logo. And, and I feel like you made the, a tough decision and you said, I'm going to go with the cross section. And, and I admired that. I think it was a good choice. And, um, and then we took it a step further and I want to point this out because I feel like you have been brave and you have allowed us to take you on this journey and really, really embrace um, empathizing with your customers and your team. And what I mean by that is, is we didn't just stop at the logo and the tagline and the name and the look, but we kept thinking, right? And as we went along, we came up with the A-team. Right. So, you know, it's on your sleeve. You can show everybody, right? So why the A-team? Well, obviously a throwback because I'm a child of the 70s and 80s and yeah. and you're in that neighborhood. And um, so, you know, we're thinking of, we were thinking of like the A-team and how they were just, they would save the day. And, you know, you guys have the big A, um, as your logo. So it just kind of made sense. Like, how do we incorporate your team mm -hmm. into this process? How do we make them feel special? And then what does that say to customers? And so I, I feel like that's that, like, there are always these extra layers. And mm -hmm. a lot of times I think, um, people stop. They stop at the logo, the name, the tagline, the color. All right, let's go. And I, again, applaud you because it, I feel like our work is never quite, it's just this ongoing journey. And again, it was very important to you to include your team, to make them feel important because they're really special people. I mean, I've had the privilege of meeting them. That's one of my great joys of working with manufacturers is meeting the people who make the things. And right. they're just the heart, salt of the earth, heartfelt, hardworking, smart as hell, um, and dedicated. So how did, and, and this is all off the cuff. So you may say, nah, nobody really cared. Or, you know, do you feel like that it resonated with the team the way we had hoped it would or? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, we got, we got the opportunity to order a whole bunch of swag that, you know, we talked about it for a long time and, yep. and I got, you know, it was like Christmas day. I was like, I, I told him I'd been working on my Santa Claus physique all year just for the occasion. <laughs> and, and so I got to hand out some hats and some shirts and pens and clocks. It's our 50th anniversary. So yeah, I think, I think for the most part, everyone was super excited about it and really liked it. Um, and it, it was fun to do. You know, I I'll say, Allison, during that whole process, like you, you, you talked about a lot of things there from the kind of that vintage logo that you and I really, really liked to the A team, to what we finally, you know, finally, uh, settled on and it, uh, you know, coming, coming, going through that process and coming up with our, our final product was, it was this balance because um, of uh, professional, you know, striking the right balance between professional 
but not stodgy and -hmm. still having some personality, but not being, you know, uncredible as a manufacturer. Like, you know, we didn't want to be a stooge, but we didn't want to be, you know, the stodgy, you know, company that was, you know, that can't make a decision. You know, we're a small company, we're growing, uh, but we have an awesome team. We like to have fun. Um, so that a team was kind of a, a cool thing to do. Uh, but I think at the same time, even though I really like kind of that more vintage, yep. a little bit quirky. Yeah. Um, at some point you kind of have to know, Hey, I really like this. Cause you know, maybe I'm a little quirky and it may <laughs> not, it may not, uh, <laughs> it may not land the same with, with our customers as it does with me. Uh, so that ultimately, ultimately we came up with, I think a really good balance where it's, it looks good. You know, the, the logo has our, some circuits in it for our circuit board assemblies and, um, but it's still kind of a, a fun name that, you know, I don't think many of our competitors are, have a name similar, which is cool. Exactly. And um, I wanted to share, if you would share with our listeners, did you ever have any fear? Because I I know most people, when they venture into a rebrand, there is fear. Did you ever feel like, holy shit, what if no one likes this? What if no one gets it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll just say as the leader, there's always some uh, degree of of fear that you don't know what the heck you're doing and you're going to drive the the company into the the ditch at any at any point Uh, (laughs) and so i mean yeah when you take a 50 year old company and change the name all of a sudden yeah there's some risk there um and and so for for sure yeah you know like you get you know you get part way through the the process you're like we doing the right thing, but, uh, and, and I guess time will tell like our initial response, you know, from customers and suppliers and just friends of the, I mean, it's been overwhelmingly positive, like people driving by and seeing our new signage. I hear it around the town where, I mean, Aurora, Nebraska is not a big town. So you, <laughs> you know, you hear, you hear people mention it. And so the, the initial response has been very, very positive. We'll see over time. You know, and as we grow into a bigger company, will it still have the same effect or will we wish we still sounded, you know, big and, and, uh, official, you know, like international sensor systems, even if we didn't make sensors. So I guess time (laughs) will tell, but I think we did the right thing. Well, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And, um, I think that's another important thing to share with, um, other leaders like yourself who are listening or or maybe it's the a little bit larger uh, manufacturer and they ha- they have a you know a director of marketing or a VP of marketing. I think it's important to share with them or remind them that the whole time our um, purpose was to make this something that felt more timeless than timely. And you never want to, um, I want to encourage people to think 20 years down the road, 
right? Will this still look good in 20 years or is this going to look, are we using some trendy font, um, you know, or something silly like Comic Sans or something, something that's going to be out of style in, you know, 10 minutes. That is a, that's a mistake. So I wanted people to know that, you know, we talked about that through the whole process. Uh, will this be good for the customer? Because that's what we're doing this for, right? We want to appeal to them. This is for them. This is to invite them into a story that they would want to be part of. And I think also thinking of scaling. So if the company doubled in size or tripled in size, will this still be an appropriate name and look? And I wondered quickly, because we need to wrap up. Um, I'm always sad at the end because there's just so much to talk about and share a little, just a little bit about the Silicon Prairie. Oh yeah. Because I... I feel like I should have known this was a thing because I'm out here on the West coast, Silicon Valley, everybody knows about that. I'm excited because I mean, I grew up in Indiana, so I'm a Midwest girl um, by heart. My mom's in Nebraska close to you. And I just, I think this is exciting. So anything you want to share with everybody about the Silicon Prairie or like what's happening on that front? Yeah, that's interesting you ask that because, uh, well, first of all, yes, we're kind of flyover country for people on the two coasts. You know, that people don't think too much about what what's going on in Nebraska. We're right here in the center of the country, which kind of makes it cool for our customers because we do business with people. Uh, some of our biggest uh, customers are in California and Texas and Oklahoma. We have customers all over, but um, yes, just yesterday. Tom and I went to uh, the Heartland Robotics and Au Automation Conference in Lincoln, Nebraska. Nice. So there is this huge uh, push and, um, I guess, initiative to make this kind of area of the country, you know, like the next Silicon Valley. Um, we have... Um, we just have a lot of activity around high tech, you know, robotics, automation, um, you know, a lot in ag, but also in lots of other um, industries. One of our kind of biggest up and coming robotics companies in in the area um, is making tiny robots that can do uh, surgery, you know, uh, remote surgery inside the body. Um, there's just a, a ton of activity, um, from a, a, a tech standpoint here in, in Nebraska and in, in the Plains areas. Um, you know, the aviation is huge in Kansas. Um, we have a big customer in aviation in Kansas. So there's just a lot happening that probably a lot of people don't know. And so the cool thing is that as you build up that uh, kind of critical mass of students, instructors, yep. and, you know, employees, it gives you, you know, some cross pollination for innovation and, and for, you know, workforce. Uh, and it's an awesome place to live, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, you know, low crime, friendly people. Um, and, 
you know, hardworking people and it's an awesome place to live. At the same time, we've got some really, really fun and cool things happening in manufacturing and in academia um, and in business in general. So it it's really cool. It's exciting. And yeah, and I want more people that's, you know, part of the purpose of this is I want more people to know about that. I want to help spread the word. And I can attest to everything that you said. It is it is a great place to live. Um, I've spent enough time there that I can I can honestly say that. And again, great people, just the salt of the earth and kind and I'm excited. I'm excited for this resurgence. And I think um, there's just so much opportunity for manufacturers to maybe plant themselves in this in this area. I think it's certainly more cost effective uh, from an operation standpoint. And um, it's exciting because when I come to visit, my mom is about an hour and a half from you. And mm-hmm. so I, I drive and I'm driving and driving and I'm just in awe of all the big companies that are just kind of out in the middle of wherever. And I just, I chuckle because I get excited. Um, I don't know. I kind of geek out over that kind of stuff, but I, you know, there's a dog food. I think there's a a pet food company on the way to you. That's very close. And I mean, it's just bustling. Like it's, it's exciting to me for, to know where stuff comes from. Yeah. So I, I think in the future, we will be doing some blog posts about this. We'll be doing some articles um, and before we wrap up, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wish I would have, or yes. anything that you would want to share with somebody like yourself, who's on the precipice of maybe doing a rebrand? Yeah. Well, I would just say, um, you know, as a leader, we, we don't really know what we're doing. <laughs> I've been in, <laughs> I've been in manufacturing. I've been in leadership for 25 years. And, and you, the, the moment you think, you know, exactly what, what you're doing is probably the, the, the moment you're going to fail big time. Um, take the next right step. Um, you know, sometimes we get so fixated on planning and, making sure that we've got every detail planned out. Um, you know, I kind of triage things and say, okay, what's, what's the next right thing to do? And I kind of take some baby steps and the path becomes clearer as you're moving forward. And so whether it be rebranding or, you know, improving your, you know, your, to manufacturing processes or equipment or, you know, putting in a new ERP system. Yes. Putting in a new ERP system. Like the, the, I, I'd love to meet the CEO or leader that just magically knows all that stuff out of the box, but it wasn't, (laughs) I doubt it's most of the people listening. Uh, so it's okay to admit you don't know what you're doing and, and, uh, and surround yourself with good people like Allison, you know, like, um, you know, and just trust, kind of trust that next step. Um, that's been helpful. Um, and, and at the same time to be able to kind of, uh, gauge the risk in the decisions that you're making, you know, um, and, 
and act accordingly. So I think the bottom line, especially um, with someone like you and, and is you're thoughtful. Yeah. And, and I think that that's it, when that's at the core of the decision-making, I feel like it's, it's hard to go wrong. It doesn't mean you're always going to, you know, you may have some fails along the way, but that's right. How many times you got to strike out to hit the home run. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, uh, one of the leaders uh, of a company I worked at that I really respect would always say fail forward fast. And, and so I like that, but at the same time, you know, assess risk. So yeah, we want to be able to, to have the boldness to make decisions and know that we might fail uh, and to be able to have the wisdom to say, well, there's a lot of risk here, so I need to be more thoughtful or this yep. is not yeah. a super risky thing so we can take a chance. Um, I like that. And, yeah, that's good. Well, <clears throat> you are um, a true gem, and I mean that, and um, a pleasure to work with. And I think that, that Aurora Boardworks is very lucky to have you at the helm so thank you so much for spending a little time with me. I know you didn't really have the time to record this and you made the time. So I just appreciate you and I appreciate you sharing your experience with other manufacturers who um, maybe you can help make this a little easier for them. And I would say if you listening are not already connected with Gary, reach out. Um, he's active on LinkedIn. And, you know, he's, he is the salt of the earth. So he's a really smart, friendly guy who'd be more than happy to strike up a conversation if you have questions. And, um, and I would just say, uh, again, thank you. It means a lot. Well, thank you, Allison. I, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I, I appreciate everything that you've done for us and done for me. And, um, I mean, you're doing some really cool and awesome things, so. It's been a pleasure. All right. Well, thank you. And everybody listening, if you are not already subscribed to this podcast, get your booty over to Apple Podcasts and get yourself subscribed. And if you haven't yet, feel free to leave a review. And it just let, lets other people know that this is worth spending some time on. So again, for everyone listening, I appreciate you. I appreciate the work that you do in this world. And I appreciate you spending a little time on yourself and your business today. So we will see you. If you're not already, subscribe to the Manufacturing Masters podcast on Apple Music or Spotify. And for a deeper dive, head on over to manufacturing-masters.com. It's everything they never taught you in school.